Mad Unreal, episode 19, and we are back from our hiatus, our almost two months, almost short two break, months. short break, quick break, yeah, about six weeks, but a lot has happened in six weeks, a lot has surprisingly, happened surprisingly. in six weeks, yeah. um, our last episode was released on May 27th, and uh, our dear brother, George Floyd was murdered on May 25th. So you can see <laughs> in such short period of time how yeah. much has happened. Um, Which is interesting because we thought, you remember we, when we went away, we were thinking, okay, theaters are closed. You know, the industry is slowly starting to make, you know, restart its engines. Yeah. But there wasn't going to be a lot of news announced, you know. So it was like, okay, this is a good time to take a really quick break. Um, but then none of us, I don't think either one of us expected, you know, something, you know, that would happen in the social realm and the, in the real right. life realm, you know, certainly not of um, this magnitude, of, not of that magnitude to affect, you know, have such a, such an effect on what we talk about on this show. Um, so it was interesting, man. Yeah. It was, so it was right after, uh, we shut down for a quick second. Mm -hmm. Um, and then everything jumped off with, um, you know, yet another murder. And uh, we had planned uh, to uh, record on this day, and by good fortune, we had a pretty big announcement happening uh, this past week. There is going to be a small screen version of Gotham City uh, for HBO Max, and it is um, taking place in the world of Gotham City that is being created by director Matt Reeves for the Batman, the film that stars Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne, Batman, and also co-stars Jeffrey Wright as uh, Commissioner James Gordon, the first portrayal of Gordon by a black actor or any other actor of color. Um, we thought that we would examine this through uh, the lens of what has been transpiring uh, in these last six weeks during our break Um that we would ask the question, what does defunding the Gotham Police Department look like? Uh, how will the protests of 2020 affect um, this project and projects like it? Um, just a quick set us up here. Um, Hold on. Can I interrupt you for one second, though? Always. We, you know, we've been away for, you know, what, like you said, a few months. But one thing that hasn't changed, one thing we should always do is actually intro the show. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> so with that said, it is Mad Unreal, episode 19. Let's go. Right, now, that, now, that we've, now that we've got that out the way. <laughs> now that we got that out the way. But it's really, though, it's really just a testament of the times that we're living in. I mean, not, I mean, not to be funny, but mm -hmm. this is this is the seventh month of the calendar of 2020. Mm -hmm. And think about how long it feels since January uh, 1st. That's, that's it seems like I was a different person back then. You right. Know? That right. was a long time ago. Um, yeah. So, yeah, um, let's let's dive into this. So. Quick summary. Hit us up. What what happened this week with this uh, with this announcement? What what was the announcement? Well, HBO Max announced that um, director Mac Reeves would uh, produce 
uh, a show called Gotham City. It's episodic. Um, not sure if it's multi-seasonal or how many episodes there will be. We know very little about the details of this. Uh, but what we do know is that this will be um, uh, a series that focuses on the Gotham City Police Department. Um, it will be a show ran by Terrence Win- Winters, uh, who is also going to serve as uh, the lead writer. Um what would be interesting to know is if Jeffrey Wright would actually reprise his role as Commissioner Gordon to to do a true tie-in uh, with the film. There have been uh, just some conflicting reports. Uh, presumably he is in talks to uh, reprise the role. Um, but this uh, series is going to be based on a, uh, a critically acclaimed uh, comic series called Gotham City by Greg Rucka and Ed Brubaker, um, illustrated by Michael. Gotham Central, yeah. Yeah, what did I say? Gotham City, but same thing, Gotham Central. Thanks. Um, You've got the, you have the graphic novel versions, right? There are four volumes, five volumes? Uh, There were five, I mean, they've been released in different, you know, different um, sequences, but the volumes that I have, yeah, there's five um, smaller trade paperbacks slash graphic novels, and I think it was, you know, this series dropped in 2002, I think, through 2006, maybe, um, or 2000, yeah, I think 2006. So I was, I didn't grab them when they were first came out, you know, as individual issues. Um, I got them a few years later when I heard about them and went and started grabbing the trade paperbacks. But yeah, you know, they haven't officially said that this is going to be based on Gotham Central, but I think what they're going to do is pull a lot of stuff out of Gotham Central. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, kind of like, um, by proxy, it will be a Gotham central, um, TV show, which is different than the Gotham that is on, uh, what is that? Fox, I think the Fox Fox, network, uh, which was basically a quote unquote origin story, almost an alternate retelling of Batman's origin story Mm -hmm. through the point of view or through the lead character of, uh, James Gordon of commissioner Gordon, who eventually became commissioner Gordon. So this is much different than that. This Gotham central is essentially, um, takes place later in Batman's career. Gordon himself is, I think, has retired already at the point at the start of this series, and it's really from the point of view of the major, uh, major is it major crimes or major case? I think it's major crime squad um, within the Gotham C- Gotham PD, and it's basically about their struggle to, you know, not only. Um, deal with homicides and things like this in a, in a world where you have like a Mr. Freeze or a Joker out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it does deal with that. It deals with, okay, imagine like law and order, the television, special series. victims unit. That's not exactly even what special victims, of. just law and order, uh, the OG series okay. taking place. Okay. But at the same time, Lenny and Ray not only have to deal with, you know, the, 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 um, you know, your John Doe, serial mm-hmm. you're a nice serial killer you're john doe murderer they mm-hmm. also have to deal with mr freeze they also have to mm-hmm. deal with the joker and then a bunch of other kind of like you know b-list or c-list you know batman villains so imagine that that's kind of like what gotham central was but then it also was about their kind of like animosity towards mm-hmm. batman and being in batman's shadow in other words mm-hmm. by this time in batman's career as a vigilante um, he almost garners more respect than the, the, the homicide squad, the Gotham PD squad. So that's mm-hmm. kind of how that, that comic book it, was set up. And 
it, it was, you know, I read probably those five trade paperbacks within, you know, a couple of weeks. I just blew through them because it was so well written, written by um, Ed Brubaker and Greg Rucka um, and illustrated by Michael Lark. Now, let me ask you this, because we haven't, uh, uh, you know, Gotham, the Fox TV show mm-hmm. is the first attempt at bringing Gotham City to the small screen. Um Outside of the where, original, outside of the the seventies or the sixties Batman show, yeah. Well, I mean that it focused on Gotham. Yeah, just, just that Gotham, Batman yeah. was, you know, his presence was. It didn't even happen. You know, you have Bruce Wayne as a boy. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but the the landscape and the character portrayals, particularly of the villains, um, seemed a little uh, Tim Burtonish in terms of just a hint of outlandishness. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that I appreciated about and look forward to about about Goth, about the Gotham City show based on Gotham Central, the comics. But one thing I appreciate about the idea is that Gotham City seems a little more uh, uh, realistic in the con- in the context of a comic mm-hmm. um, in the same kind of way that the Nolan Batman films have a sort of realism um, to them, um, mm-hmm. more practical effects. Um, you know, more, uh, you know, it's in Chicago. It looks like Chicago. You know, it's it's not a made-up world. It's not shot, shot on a soundstage. Mm-hmm. Do you think that, um, do you think that this would be the first realistic portrayal of police in comics or um, even a superhero film? Because the Nolan series, as 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 you know, good as I feel that it is, mm-hmm. it did not. You know, I mean, shit. The cops were corrupt, right? Mm-hmm. And it just seemed like they were corrupt for the sense of moving the story along. Right, right. So define when you say realistic. Define realistic. Well, what do you what do you when you ask me? Okay, is this going to be the first realistic portrayal? What what do you how do you define realism? Well, re- realism in that television can be a reflection of the times that we're living in presently, right? Mm-hmm. So are they going to ignore the effects of these protests? Are they mm-hmm. going to ignore the calls to defund the Gotham police? Are they going to ignore how though that defunding happens, if it happens, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, do they take an alternate uh, narrative and say that some of the police will be, you know, um, um, you know, back to patrolling the neighborhoods or not responding to mental health cases. I mean, you know, how is that? I mean, do you, you know, I mean, Batman, you know what? I'm going to say this part for later because we're going to kind of get to this point too. But mm-hmm. I'm saying that here is an opportunity where you have a black police commissioner in Gotham City, a major metropolitan area, who is working under the umbrella of violence against the black community and calls from society, even at governmental levels to defund the police. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I think that to answer your question, I think that this, this is a good point for us to really look at this from this point of view. In other words, there are a couple points of view you can look at this from. You have generally speaking, you have what is kind of portrayed as, like you said, corruption within the police department. Um, or the few bad apples argument, you know, Mm -hmm. and a multitude of shows have gone into that. You know, many, many shows have shown that Terrence Winters, um, who's going to be, like you said, the showrunner on the show, he has experience with this boardwalk empire. Um, he Mm -hmm. was behind that. Mm -hmm. 
Um, that showed not only the, the criminal criminal side, the quote unquote criminal side of it, but also showed the quote unquote justice side of things. Um, he also notably, he also, um, was heavily involved with the Sopranos, um, which spent, you know, 99% of the time looking at things from the quote unquote criminal side of things. However, we can kind of put that to the side and say, you know, that was also a quote unquote mob show. So that's a whole nother genre, you know, to itself in, in and of itself. But to answer your question, do I think that Warner Brothers um, or HBO Max is going to take this opportunity with this show to address um, what's going on in, in the real world? I think they will. But it's a question of how are they going to do it? My gut instinct says that they're going to go with the whole. Yes, the system is corrupt. Um, yes, there are a few bad apples. Here are, you know, we're going to have a cast of maybe 10 cops and here are, you know, two or three of them that are bad apples, two or three of them who have given up and are giving into the corruption. And then we'll have one or two or maybe even three who are like our, our white knights, you know, the, who are going to fight against this, you know, and still mm-hmm. see things through. That's probably the route they're going to go, because that way they can say, yeah, we're, we're showing corruption. You know, the, the, the justice system is not what it should be. You know, we're but here are, you know, a couple of cops who are fighting against that. But what the whole defund police and abolish police movement about is not about the few bad apples. It's not about the admittance that the, you know, the justice system is corrupt. We already, we, we already know that what it's about right. is a racist and ineffective institution that needs to be abolished. That's what that movement is about. So, you know, is HBO max going to get into the actual abolishment of the Gotham city police department? Probably not. They may have one character, you know, some uh, uh, activist in the community who may represent all that, you know, who brings up those issues, but to really deal with racism and instant, you know, uh, uh, systemic racism and, and institutionalized racism and all these things that lead into why the police department in the real world um, is getting called on or is getting, or is, is, is there's calls to abolish the police department in the real world to get into all that. I don't see, HBO Max or DC Comics, DC Films, I don't see them getting into that Um, because Mm -hmm. now you're throwing Batman, whether or not he because I think we should make it clear in the Gotham Central comic book, Batman rarely showed up. He was basically, like I said, he was almost like these cops are living in his shadow and he kind of, you know, he was he was, you know, here for like one couple of pages and then that was it. You know, so it was kind of and it was a very effective way of telling a story because it puts you in the cops places like there's all this almost mythical, you know, being living in the city um, who we have to contend with. And we have to contend with his legacy and his the impact he makes on everything. But we hardly ever see this cat, you know, so but he's still this is still Gotham Central, whatever this show is going to be called from um, Matt Reeves and Terrence Winters, whatever it is going to whatever it's going to be. It's still a Batman property, you know, it's still a bad part of the Batman canon. So mm-hmm. are you going to bring racism into the Batman canon? That's never been done before. You know what I'm saying? Not on a large, definitely not in the films. Maybe there's some comics somewhere that touched on it. But in the films, there's never been racism brought into this picture. So is DC going to do that? Um, nothing in their track record has shown that they're going to do that. Yeah, we had the Watchmen just can't that was on hbo earlier watchman watchman is a property damon lindelof's watchman is a property that although it was very successful and it's a you know the original graphic novel by alan moore is legendary is 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 iconic Mm -hmm. 
Um, but Watchmen isn't Batman. You know what I'm saying? Batman is a household name. Batman is, you know, Kleenex and, you know, <laughs> Coca-Cola. You know what I'm saying? It's like Batman is that type of product. So is DC going to um, do the right thing, in my opinion, and actually show not only um, the impact of, you know, or not only reveal the, the reality of what a police department in any major city is, mm-hmm. um, like I said, a, you know, a, a, a institution that has very racist um, roots um, and very, you know, the, the very existence of the police department um, is, is rooted in racism and, 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 and oppression. Are they going to deal with any of that? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. Um, also, the, the other point really quickly I'll make is that the reason that this term copaganda has become very popular over the last you know month or two months mm-hmm. is because part of that is that even when because the, the 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 proponents for a show like Gotham Central or or you know whatever cop show is about to come out the proponents will always say listen we've they've always you know there's been a lot of shows that show the corruption and show you know this that and the third and it's not just all you know um, copaganda and hero heroing cops mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but the problem is that copaganda part of the the um the essence of propaganda is that when you constantly show something from one point of view no matter what that thing is whether it's you know the heroing of cops whether it's them dealing with corruption whether it's them being corrupt when you constantly show things from one angle you elicit the empathy of the crowd of the audience towards that one angle so mm-hmm. if we're if we're consistently getting shows that are constantly showing us just the cops point of view um, we're, we're just naturally empathetic towards police. You know, it happens right. to all of us, whether we want to admit it or not. Right. There are shows, you know, that kind of leap out of that box. The Wire, of course, being one of the most famous, um, that kind of showed a 360 degree view of things. But for most shows, even when it is dealing with corruption, it's still from the cop's point of view. And that's why copaganda becomes so prevalent and so um, impactful towards the audience because we naturally become empathetic towards police because that's the point of view that we're constantly or consistently getting. You know, I think that though, I think that though Gotham city has an opportunity to, now I don't think that they're, that they should be tasked to, you know, fix racism or, or uh, unmask the true origins of police departments in the United States so much as I believe that Batman, you know, as a property is on thin ice in this climate. I mean, Batman, because he's so close to the metal, so Mm -hmm. to speak, Batman is the only superhero figure that works directly with local law enforcement. Mm -hmm. And the intermediary is Gordon. Mm -hmm. Like Batman rarely actually talks to uniform police officers <laughs> right <laughs> you got no you time know what I'm saying? <laughs> right much less you know it's rolling around him. with him in a squad car and having somebody in the in the in in the batmobile right it's just him you and know, gordon, gordon on the roof yeah yeah so you know i think that those kinds of themes could be explored in a television series if for example you gave the example of the wire if for example it was a you know a community based view of how the community perceives batman because mm-hmm. you never mm-hmm. really have got, gotten that mm-hmm. on film um batman bruce wayne for all of the benevolence that the wayne family has done mm-hmm. has yet 
to have any real regard for these communities that presumably would be highly populous of people of color, mm-hmm. what they're going through, what their deal is. He all he runs it all through Gordon. And I think that this is an opportunity, given that Batman Jeffrey would Ryan. be a shadow. Oh, okay, right. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where he's like removed from the focus of 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 the drama of the storytelling, mm-hmm. that that granularity can really be get, get gotten to. I th- you know, I, and I I agree with you in theory. I I, I agree with you 100 percent in theory. But here's uh-huh. the problem: on the big screen and to, on and on the small screen. So just in 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 visual storytelling altogether, race has not been a a part of DC storytelling. You see what I'm saying? So Batman, let's be more specific. Race has not been a part of DC Batman storytelling. Not right. in not in the original, you know, 70s uh, Batman show, not or 60s Batman show, not mm-hmm. in Batman, the animated series. And the cartoons in and Justice the, League. The, the yeah. original uh, uh, Tim Burton movies, you know what I'm saying? Joel Schumacher films, not in the Nolan films, not in yeah. the Ben Affleck, you know, not in the uh, the Zack Snyder films. So I, race has not been a part of that. Um, when they show criminals, they go out of their way to make sure that they are either that they're a diverse cast. Of so if you see 10 criminals that Batman is about to take down, two or three of them be black, two or three mm-hmm. of them be white. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like two or three mm-hmm. of them be Latino. It's like they mm-hmm. make sure that they have like this diverse group of criminals all for the, you know, the effect of saying, OK, crime is not about race and we're not even getting into that discussion. Um, right. We're just good guys versus bad guys. Now, here's what I'll say, though, to bring another comic book into this conversation, because I think what, you, what you're bringing up is, is a great point. Like I said, I agree with you. In theory, yes, this is a great opportunity for them to actually deal with the realities of not only um, the normal, you know, uh, things that they touch on, which is corruption in the police department, mm-hmm. but also to touch on the realities of why people commit crimes in the first place. Why the gross mm-hmm. amount, why the gross majority of crimes are committed, um, the impact of, like I said, a racist in- institution on a community of color. Um, this is an opportunity for them to get in all that, but I don't think they will. But I think that is of note to bring in another comic book, um, Batman Year One. Mm-hmm. When Bruce Wayne and that and that comic decides to, you know, put on the the, the cape and the mask and um attack you know criminality in gotham and and corruption in gotham city he makes it a point early on like i think like night one or night two or whatever not only does he you know he go after some low level criminals so to speak he goes after he visits a dinner party that is being you know um attended by gotham's rich and elite you know everybody Mm -hmm. from you know politicians to um police department heads to you know socialites all these people Mm -hmm. at this dinner party and batman bruce wayne as batman essentially crashes the party you know breaks literally crashes the party comes through a window Mm -hmm. lands in the middle of the table and you know scares the hell out of everybody and he i can't you know i should i should have it in front of me but he basically tells them you know listen you know gotham's powerful elite you've eaten off of the city for a long time and that shit is Mm -hmm. over now you know it ends Mm -hmm. here so mm-hmm. it was and that was that was this is a comic that came out in the 80s written by Frank Miller, uh, illustrated by David Mazzuchelli. But it really 
it was a it was a call it was a it was noticed that this ain't just about you know stopping somebody from getting mugged in an alley you know this is about attacking how does it how does these how do these things happen why are people um pushed to the point where they feel like they need to mug somebody in an alley well mm-hmm. these fat cats are pulling all the resources out of the community they live in large and everybody else is 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 living in in pain and poverty um and right. struggling um, and that was kind of like a, a nod towards that. It wasn't explicitly said, you know, they didn't go mm-hmm. too deep into it, but it was a nod towards that. And so that is, that is something that with Gotham central and we're calling it Gotham central. We don't know what HBO max's new show is going to be called, but for lack of a better right. term right now for Gotham central, for them to go into that one, again, I don't think it's going to happen because you can't, you can't just dip your toe into that. You got to go into that full force. Um, mm-hmm. If you're going to take, you know, if you're going to pay pay homage to what's happened in 2020, if you're going to pay homage to that, then you have to go full force into it. And I don't think they're going to do it. And also, again, I think it have to be it can't just be from the cops point of view. Copaganda is, right. is, is largely about showing these this type of storytelling, whatever type of storytelling you're doing solely from the cops point of view. It humanizes mm-hmm. them. It makes you empathize with them, whether or not they're corrupt or not why you don't feel these same emotions and, and, and passions for the other side of the coin, the people who are being oppressed and, 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 and who feel they have no choice but to commit crimes or uh, take drugs or drink or do whatever, you know, um, destructive behavior. So mm-hmm. I, I think that we, you know, if we, if we're looking for them to, to do these things, you know, to answer your original question, I just feel like we're going to be disappointed because I just don't see, DC films, DCEU or, or, or Warner Brothers um, or HBO Max going into this. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, I think it also needs to be said, listen, this deal was announced last week. So they've been talking about this for what? Probably a year. You know, yeah. Matt Reeves's film. Um, the, and I think we did mention that this TV series, this HBO Max television series is going to take place in the same universe right. as Matt Reeves upcoming The Batman. Right. So, his film went into production. Um, they started shooting earlier this year. And of course, the pandemic put things on hold. I think they're gearing up now to start shooting again. So they've got this whole thing worked out before the movie is even finished. They're talking about we're going to base a television series in that same universe. So they've been talking about this for a while. These their talks long precede George Floyd's death, Breonna Taylor's death, mm-hmm. you know, Ahmaud Arbery's death, you know, it preceded that. Now it, it didn't precede all the other deaths that have taken place. It didn't precede decades and decades of police violence against, you know, uh, black and brown True. communities. Good point. Yeah. But it did precede this 2020 movement. Um, the most, the most recent movement of black lives matter. So they've been talking about this for a while. And what they've done from what I read in the Hollywood reporter and other places is they have based, you know, this storytelling both the Batman film and this upcoming um, television series in the whole, you know, Batman as a detective thing, the mystery element. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. is, you know, the movie is going to lean heavily on Batman as being a great detective and presumably Gotham central is going to be very, it's going to be a procedural procedural that very much focuses on um, a law and order type storytelling, you know, the mystery mm-hmm. of what's happening. So in their minds, they probably weren't, you know, they weren't thinking about any of this shit that we're talking about. You know what I'm right. saying? It's like this wasn't even on their radar. So I think the real question is, okay, are they going to reconsider and rewrite and redo and kind of the whole pitch that they had for this show that they brought to HBO Max? Are they going to reshape that or are they going to do what I'm saying I think they're going to do 
and continue DC's kind of, you know, um, legacy or I shouldn't say DC, I shouldn't be specific about them. Even Marvel does the same thing to a, to an extent, um, mm. ignoring the whole racial thing and just, you know, saying, you know, it's about good guys versus bad guys. I don't know. And see, you know, part of me feels like they, and I'll put this in quotes, that they quote unquote have to because of white liberals mm. who also came out to protest. Um, they Does HBO, who ran a successful nine episode series of The Watchmen that was, you know, full on race as its subject matter mm-hmm. and even featured a character hooded justice who in the public view was told and identified as a white man but in reality was you know a black man mm-hmm. would they be would hbo be accused of you know hypocrisy or being cowardice or you know uh, called out on the precedent that they have mm-hmm set yeah i don't think so and the reason i don't think so is because of what you said a second ago when you mentioned white liberals and to be fair white and black liberals Mm -hmm. um the call the support Mm -hmm. that we've seen from a lot of white and black liberals and you know liberal leaning corporations um for black lives matter has has been very tempered in other words this has been about social justice not 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 dismantling white supremacy it's been about dismantling racism you know mm-hmm. they won't they there's in other words there's a limit they're not going to take it too far you know they're like yeah. okay yeah we will say social justice we'll say racism we'll say we mm-hmm. want everybody to get along blah 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 but you know when you go into that realm of institutionalized systemic racism and white supremacy yeah we not we may not go there and i think there's a there's another article um while we're on this so there's another article in hollywood reporter called uh the title was how a the batman tv show could explore policing in today's climate um this was written by richard newby um this was published a few days ago as well so this came right after the announcement and i think that there's mm-hmm. a i highlighted a, a, a line in this article because i think this answers this perfectly answers what we're talking about right now or addresses what mm-hmm. we're talking about mm-hmm. right now in that in the sense that there is a line, there's a limit, you know, to how far white and black liberals will go um, in support of this. And it really is summed up in that, that the title of the article, how, how a, the Batman TV show could explore policing in today's climate could explore policing. So that's the, that's the thing Mm -hmm. right there. The copaganda aspect is right there. Why do we need to explore policing? You know, right there. You've been doing that for years. Exactly. And you're elevating, Mm -hmm. you're already putting Mm -hmm. cops on a pedestal by saying we're going to explore their lives and how hard it is for them to do what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to give, you know, we're not going to spend an equal amount or more amount of time looking at the other side of the coin. So this line um, in Mr. Uh, Newby's article, I'll read it really quickly. Um, he says, uh, Gotham Central and evidently the HBO Max. So he's talking about the comic book, Gotham Central and um, evidently the HBO Max series is based on grounded detective works and complex psychological examinations of the weight and responsibility of what it means to uphold the law in America's most corrupt fictional city. So right there, I highlight that because right there, that's propaganda. 
I don't mm-hmm. think new. I don't think this writer even knows it at the time, but he's already supporting propaganda because he's looking mm-hmm. at it from the aspect of the police and saying, how hard is it to deal with corruption? What is the responsibility? And mm-hmm. immediately mm-hmm. from an audience perspective, you're, you're, you're pulling out our empathy for one side of this coin, you know, and that's what's that, that is propaganda. So to answer your question about, you know, do we think that, um, HBO would be called hypocrites, you know, if they don't do what they did in the Watchmen, if they don't do that with, with, uh, this Batman show. No, I don't think so. Because I think as long as they dip their toe, dip, dip their toe in the corruption side of things and, you know, yeah, the Gotham PD is corrupt. And, um, there's, you know, a couple cops, whether it be Renee Montoya or Crispus, uh, what's my man's name, the brother, um, in, uh, uh Gotham central, <clears throat> there's, um, they have, I mean, they have a wide cast of people in this, this comic, um, What's his brother? Crispus Allen um, is, is one of the lead characters in Gotham Central. So whether it's him or Renee Montoya or some of the other cops who are fighting against corruption and trying to be, you know, true to justice and, you know, catch the bad guys and the murderers and blah, blah, blah. If they do that, then I don't think these liberals, you know, who have supported the black, they're not going to matter. They're not going to care. But like, OK, yeah, it's cool. It's showing that, you know, cops mm-hmm. are all good guys. And they're missing the larger point that it's not about a few bad apples. It's not about um, corruption in the system. It's about a system that is rooted and based in racism and terror, you know, um, against black and brown communities. And that is a place that, again, I just don't think um, HBO Max is going to go. Now, I will say this, Arthur. I will say this. Got to be transparent here, right? We got we about truth on Mad Unreal, right? Transparency Mm. and truth. And I think I've said it on the show before. I am an avid and have been for years law and order a geek, if you want to say so. You mm-hmm. know, like not law and order SVU. Not I'm not talking about. I'm talking about OG law and order. You know, uh, Logan, Briscoe, Curtis, um, Green, all of them. You know, Jack McCoy, all of them. You know, I've watched a millions. Of, I've watched thousands of episodes of that show. I mean, you know, there probably are thousands. But I'm saying I watched the repeats, you know, over and over and over and over again. And as a, you know, as a as an audience member um, and specifically as a writer, it's interesting because you're constantly put in a situation where, you know, and I'm sure you've experienced this, where you don't agree with the politics, the politics, the ideology of something. But the storytelling is good. And so you consume it. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's a TV show mm-hmm. or a, a book or a comic book or, you know, whatever it is, a movie, you you kind of, you know, put things to the side and say, OK, I'm going to watch this or I'm going to watch this whole thing. Even these even though that 10 minutes of it, I completely disagree with the message that they were putting across in that 10 minutes. Yeah. That happens to me a lot when I watch Law and, Law and Order. You know, a lot of things that are said, it's like typical kind of like like we said a minute ago, very liberal um, viewpoints that draw a line between, you know, we're going to say this, but we're not going to go that far when they really should be going that far. That happens mm-hmm. a lot in Law and Order. Um, but as much of a fan as I am of the original Law and Order, I am on the side absolutely of getting rid of propaganda. You know, I'm I'm completely. If you mm-hmm. took all of Law and Order off of television tomorrow, from a storytelling aspect, I'd be hurt, but I would fully support it um, because I feel that even though I'm capable of watching it, I'm sure there are other people who are capable of watching it without, you know, having that, those, um, um, the propaganda or the ideologies infect how we view the real world. My guess is that the majority of people 
aren't capable of doing that. They are definitely not aware of what's being you know, told to them or they are allowing it to be told to them and allowing it to affect how they view cops in the real world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, none of my viewpoints of the police or the as an institution um, has been, um, how should I say, uh, marred by my appreciation or, you know, love of law and order um, or Miami Vice or, you know, Barney Miller. Right. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like all these, mm-hmm. we could go down a list and name all the cop shows, you know, that we watch all the cop movies, you know, die mm-hmm. hard, you know, it's like none of the, none of these things I've consumed have kind of dissuaded me from thinking, yeah, the police need to be abolished. Um, that institution needs to be replaced by something that is more beneficial to human beings. Um, but I do know that that I'm in the minority on that. So mm-hmm. do we need this? This was really, to me, this was really poor timing on HBO Max's part to announce this television series in the midst of everything that's going on. I, I feel like it was tone deaf. Um, and I did see some pushback on Twitter, but mm-hmm. I don't know if I've seen enough pushback, um, against something like this. Well, I mean, it could obviously really could be wishful thinking. I mean, I do hope that, uh, Reeves and Winters, uh, takes this opportunity that's been given to them. I hope they get more uh, persons of color on their writing staff uh, and even to consult so Mm -hmm. that the privilege scenario that Batman has always lived under uh, could be dealt with. I mean, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of white people are discovering racism. (laughs) You know what I mean? And this could be a way that they could, you know, help on some some self-care and (laughs) self-therapy, you know, through Batman. Uh Let me ask. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that because, like I said, I've seen some pushback on Twitter, but you know, not a whole lot of pushback on Twitter against HBO Max announcing this show um, in the midst of what we're going through right now. So, do you think that most that a lot of people, even hardcore, you know, Black Lives Matter, abolish the police, even hardcore um, people in that vein? Are they looking at this and thinking, oh, that's just some, you know, comic book shit that doesn't, you know, I'm not even gonna waste my time tweeting about that or pushing back against that. Do you think that people view this differently than they would say if, you know, Dick Wolf was announcing yet another um, show hero heroing police, you know, in the real world? Do you think that people view it differently because it's a comic book thing? Um, it's not, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm saying, do you think that they feel like it's not as much of a threat? It doesn't really matter because it's a comic book thing. You know, I do think that this is kind of a fantasy play, you know, mm-hmm. that it's not, you know, a, you know, like a big deal, mm-hmm. but what has me kind of hedge is again, the Watchmen series. You feel like it's set a precedent. precedent. It's, it's shined a light. It's mm-hmm. shined a light. Yeah, it has set a pre- I believe it's set a precedence, you know, and it's shined a light. And I agree with, with, with your argument about, about this being tone deaf if, definitely if, they follow through with, you know, business as usual. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, which is, which is highly I, but, likely. Which is highly likely. And I mean, they got, you know, they really, they have the ingredients right there. Mm-hmm. You know, they got, they, 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 I don't know what they did with Jeffrey Wright and Commissioner Gordon on, on the film, because that story is for the most part, pretty set in stone. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but this, regardless of how, how long they've talked about it, even if they've written treatments, they haven't written scripts, they haven't written episodes. Right. 
So there's opportunity there for them to do something with his character that they may not be doing in the films. But see, I, I agree with you. But see, then the, the other side of that is that, OK, if you if this, since this is in the same universe as the Rob, the Robert Pattinson films about to come out, which yeah. we know that they're, they're planning at least three of them. Then if something if they dive head first into the whole issue, the real world issues of race mm-hmm. and, and oppression and systematic um, uh, racism and corruption, if they if they dive into all that in the television series, they can't they completely ignore it within the films. You know, it has to be it, then it has to creep into the films at some point. And that's where I think even if HBO, even if Warner Brothers and DC films were willing to you know, get into that pool on the TV side, mm-hmm. they are not, they are not bringing any of that into films. They're just not going to do it because well, Batman is, is Batman is PG. Batman is there, right. you know, um, as, as quote unquote dark and, you know, whatever he is right. violent. That's their, like, again, that's their household product. Um, well, I mean, it's a different, it is a, di- it's a different property, but I'm going to say star Wars. So we've got star Wars and these nine films. Mm-hmm. Which also right? doesn't do but we also have, But we also have Clone Wars. We also have The Mandalorian. We also mm-hmm. have these other storylines that have, you know, have gotten gritty, have gotten, you know, really heady, have gotten really deep into, you know, different minutiae that you never really see in the films. All right, that's Maybe a fair point. At, or this yeah. ship shows up, which connects it back here. I believe those lines could be drawn. Mm-hmm. In the same kind of way, even maybe even better ways, because now these things are being done in tandem, being worked mm-hmm. on the film, the film, the Batman and the, and the and the two sequels, the series that's being announced and, and presumably produced uh, for HBO Max. They have the opportunity to kind of link these things in a more fluid way mm-hmm. and, you know, explore or guard against mm-hmm. that kind of, you know, that kind of bleeding into that you're I- talking about. I think that part of this, though, to be honest, man, is that, you know, Hollywood um, and corporate America in general is used to waiting things out. They've seen these movements happen, you know, and right. they're used to saying, OK, let's give this a few months. Let's give this a year and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now with um, the Me Too movement, they saw that ain't that wasn't going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A couple months around, it was still there. A year later, still there. Because you remember back in the Me Too, like the peak of the Me Too movement, every week somebody was getting outed. You know, it was like some some dude who had done some scandalous, nasty shit, you know, uh, either right. that week or 10 years ago was getting outed every week. And so it kept that momentum going. And mm-hmm. so I think, I think at some point Hollywood realized, okay, well, we can't ignore this. So not only do we need to start hiring some women, we also have to start fitting these things into our storylines. You know, it has to be visible on the screen mm-hmm. with race though. There's no more, um, quote unquote divisive, you know, issue in, in, in the United States than race. Um, and there's no more, there's not, there's no bigger issue. There's no other issue besides race. Um, that I think that, or I should say race is that one issue that can be ignored and is always ignored. You know, in other words, if they have a choice to ignore something, it's going to be race. It'll be race before anything else. Like we'll, if we have to talk about mm-hmm, me too, mm-hmm, if we got to talk mm-hmm. about um, mm-hmm. uh, the whole LGBTQ, we, we'll talk about everything, but please don't make us talk about race. And so right. with this, with this, what's going on right now, I think that Hollywood and, and corporate America in general is kind of waiting to see, 
like, do we really have to talk about this? Or, hey, it's mm-hmm. been a few months now and it's a little bit quiet. Or maybe by the holiday holidays, it'll be real quiet. You know, as long as the cops don't. Yeah. As long as the cops don't get caught murdering somebody, murdering another brother or sister on TV, on, you know, on camera. Um, maybe things will get quiet, you know, by the by the holidays. So I think that Warner Brothers in making this announcement kind of said, we don't think this, you know, this whole BLM 2020 thing is going to have that much of an impact on what we do, say, a year from now. You know, mm-hmm. so when this series drops, which will probably be either late 2021 or maybe even early 2022, I think they're 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 rolling the dice and figuring that, yeah, y'all not going to be real, you know, on that BLM stuff by then. You'll, you'll be cool. You'll be settled back down by then. You know, um, we may have to have our characters wearing masks because Corona may still be around. You know what I'm saying? Because COVID-19 mm-hmm. may still be out there. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. whole, you know, BLM thing, I think will have calmed down by then. And I think that that may be why they made this announcement with let's I mean, let's be honest, man. You got the it, the, the two faces on their um, announcement were two white males. Yeah. yeah. Most in this climate, usually you see at least, a you know, you know, one a female, at least, you know, it, when something like this gets announced. You see a woman um, or a person of color, you know, or both. This is two white males. We're bringing out another propaganda show. Um, yeah, fuck all that, you know, BLM, all that stuff that y'all are so upset about. That's cool. You know, cops have been on camera for like the last two months beating the hell out of people. That's all right. Mm-hmm. We still bringing mm-hmm. out this show that's mm-hmm. going to give you the, mm-hmm. the, the, mm-hmm. the personal lives and the, the struggle and the, you know, how they, the cops and how they're fighting corruption and dealing with corruption. It's like, it felt very tone deaf to me. Um, but I have to say, I think that they're rolling the dice and just thinking, yeah, it's going to be cool in about a year, maybe a year and a half. Um, and this show will be a hit. Mm-hmm. And you listen in full again in full disclosure. Michael Mann has a show coming out on HBO Max called Tokyo Vice. Um, I don't know a lot about it, but I, I believe it's dealing with the you know the police department part. Excuse me, the police department in Japan. Um, and I was like, when I saw that, I was like, oh shit, I'm definitely watching that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's like mm-hmm. Michael Mann, <laughs> Tokyo. You know what I'm saying? It's like uh-huh. I'm all on that. You know, so again. The I just want to be transparent and not look like a hypocrite or to or to admit some hypocrisy here um, when it comes to seeing a new quote unquote propaganda show in the United States. I'm like, I'm I'm cool. I don't need to see any of that. Michael yeah. Mann announces a show taking place in Japan. I'm all I want to go. So I want to see that. I'll be there night one. You know? <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, it's it's a complicated thing. Being being an American, uh, being a black American is hard, Arthur. I don't know if you heard. It's complicated. Yeah, <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> so um right. let me ask you oh did you have another one because i wanted to ask you i wanted to i wanted to ask you 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 brought in earlier you talked about oh. you kind of uh, mentioned i think black panther and i think that it should be before we wrap this up i think we should touch on the fact that marvel has at least in the mcu um brought in race you know they have they have they have dealt with um they've touched on issues of race and i say touched yeah. on i'm not using that word lightly i'm, I'm being or not to, not to use a pun but i'm being uh, i'm using that word purposefully to say that they haven't gone as far as i think they should go obviously mm-hmm. and even within that story i think they drew a, drew a sharp line because within the black panther movie you know you had all of this um reality coming from killmonger and his father's story and you know um, the struggle that kind of took place in the first couple acts of that acts of that film. And then the lead character um, basically compromised 
and said, listen, I'm going to, um, you know, I, what you're saying is right. You know, I agree with you. Um, but we're not going to fight that with violence. We're going to build a community center, which to me was like, okay, that's a step in the right direction. But <laughs> <laughs> Just your face. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay. Killmonger was talking about, you know, <laughs> arming mm-hmm. up everybody like to really fight oppression on a global scale. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like to just stop the shit that's been going on for hundreds of years. And the response yeah. was like, I agree with you. So that's why I built this community center in Oakland. You know, and it was like, and eh. like, so right. again, Marvel brought, you know, touched on race, but they only went so far with it. They drew that, that hard line mm-hmm. in the sand. Um, but I mm-hmm. do think it's notable that they've, you know, at least gone in that, re- you know, journeyed in that realm a little bit and brought that into the MCU. So to your earlier point, maybe this is an opportunity for, you know, DC to bring you know that into their their realm um yeah batman is the only character that you'd be able to do that with Mm -hmm. and have it be legitimate Mm -hmm. especially if especially if because it's not confirmed yet whether or not jeffrey wright will be you know showing up at all on this television series although i would think in the guy because in gotham central comic book um I, you know, like I said, I believe Commissioner Gordon was already retired um, or mm-hmm. about about to retire. Um, so his squad, you know, the major uh, the major crime squad had been taken over by somebody else. Um, but the cops that, you know, were in, in major crimes, they knew of Gordon. He was like legendary, whatever, whatever within the department. So mm-hmm. he's mentioned he's talked about. I think he shows up a few times. Um, but so Jeffrey Wright he's you know in the we're presuming that in the this universe and this this universe that matt reeves is constructing jeffrey wright is not an old man you know he's not retiring he's you know still commissioner maybe he's a middle-aged commissioner or whatever Mm -hmm. um so he could still presumably be a part of the tv series maybe even if he only shows up for a couple episodes and also remember he has a relationship with hbo strong relationship with them with um uh, not Board, only uh, Boardwalk Empire, but what's the current one? Uh, um, the one with the androids. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, Westworld. Westworld. So he has a strong relationship with HBO. So I, I could see him showing up. And so if he's going to be a part of this, um, yeah, they do. I mean, bottom line, the opportunity is there. You know, the opportunity yeah. is right there. It's like the timing is perfect. The opportunity, like you really, you really need to do this. You know, Warner Brothers, you really need to dive into this. Terrence mm-hmm. Winter does not need to be sitting up there by himself writing these scripts. There need to be, yeah, there need to be black not. people in the room. There need to be Latinos right. in the room, you know. Who, right, who, because otherwise there are going to be so many assumptions made just inherently about the lives, conditions, experiences, point of view of black and brown people right. and that the, live in these cities. And the storytelling will most likely be told from the point of view of the cops. So even when we mm-hmm. encounter mm-hmm. characters who are on the other side of this and dealing with um, the violence and the um, the violence that the police department inflicts upon these communities mm-hmm. is going to be from the point of view of a, probably a sympathetic cop or a cop who's just learning about this or whatever, you know, are kind of like our avatar in that universe, you know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And that's kind of the, that's, that's the way it's always been. And now is an opportunity to do it completely different. I would, you know, if I was an executive at Warner brothers um, or, you know, HBO max, 
I would, you know, as much as I, like I said, Gotham Central is an excellent comic book. It's an excellent series. I mean, it's so well written. So it's, com- I opened it up just this morning just to kind of like, you know, breeze through a couple pages or whatever, just to refresh myself a little bit before we recorded. And I fell mm-hmm. in immediately. I just started reading to the point where I'd be like, okay, I need to put this down because I got to get ready for the show. So that's how good it is. Um, but if I was an executive at HBO Max, this is not the time I'd be asking for a Gotham Central, you know, television show. I'd be asking for a show taking place in Gotham that's from the point of view of these of the black and brown communities. Like you said, how do they view the Gotham PD? How do they view Batman? You know, that's that's what I think would have been cool. But those type of shows are not, you know, they didn't tap David Simon. You know, they didn't go to David Simon. They went to to um, Terrence Winter and, you know, to Matt Reeves. So that's why we're getting what we're getting. But listen, before we're out, I think um, this is a great opportunity to plug um, an ongoing series that we have, a Mad Unreal ongoing series. Part one is already out, um, but we have a series called What If the Batman Was a Black Man? Mm-hmm. Um, part one was about the origins of whether, you know, what if um, Bruce Wayne were African-American? Um, so part one is already out there. You guys can go listen to that. But part two is coming up very soon. Um, I won't spoil it and tell you what the part two centers on, but it kind of, I mean, it really dovetails a lot with what we're talking about today. Right. I think everything, that whole series, right. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the white privilege, uh, angle and, um, how Batman would be perceived by both the white community and, uh, people of color. Mm hmm. So, yeah, you guys definitely check that out. Um, episode one of that is already up on our page. Um, what if the Batman were a black man? Part one is origins. Um, and I think you're going to be really surprised at how much. I mean, I, you know, obviously the story of Batman changes, you know, if he's if he's a brother, it's, it's, you know, that is, his story immediately changes. But I think you'd be really surprised at how much and in what ways that story changes. Um, so yeah, Jeff, definitely check that episode out and prepare yourself for episode two, which is dropping very, very soon. Absolutely. If you thought Watchmen was good, <laughs> just wait. <laughs> right. You know, wait till Batman, <laughs> you know, is, uh, is a brother. That's, that's, it gets, I think it gets really compelling and interesting when you think about his family history and not just him, you know, um, as a person, but his family history and what wealth, you know, wealth building means to a, you know, a, a black family as opposed to, a, you know, in America, when in the history of America and how they built that wealth. Um, yeah. So we get into all that in origin. So definitely check it out. All right. This is full lid Madam real episode 19. Uh, reach out to us on Twitter uh, with the hashtag mad unreal. Um, my personal handle is a R R T H U R R. Mr. Perry. Uh, you can find me on um, Twitter and on Instagram at I, at Isaac Perry, I S A A C P E R R Y, and yeah, hit us up. And any questions, any thoughts, any um, things you would like to see on the show, any thoughts or comments you have on what we talked about today, uh, which I'm sure you guys have. So get on Twitter. Um, unleash those thoughts and make sure you hashtag them mad unreal so we will see them and we will address them in future shows all right see you next show we out peace keep it unreal
just in case. <laughs> see, I forgot. Listen, see, I was getting on you because you forgot the first part. And then I forgot the last part. My bad. Keep it unreal. 